Now that we've done two episodes on cute woodland creatures, I think we just need one more to finish out this miniseries. What do you think? Yes, but haven't we been missing something? You know, I think you're right. I think we need something that has, I don't know, let's say magic and unicorns. Okay. Do you have an idea for a game? Oh, Here to Slay. That's perfect. Okay, so we'll uh, review Here to Slay um, by the creators of Unstable Unicorns. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. And every couple of weeks, we come to you to share the games that we're playing and love playing as a family so that you can play it with your friends and family. We get, you can find more information about the games we play at our website. Boardwithfamilygames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And there you can find previous episodes, links to the games that we're playing, and um be able to purchase those as well. So um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you might be um, paying attention to social media. So Oscar, tell me a little bit more about Here to Slay. Well, it's a game where you're competing to have the biggest, strongest party and to kind of rule the forest. Okay. So so, yeah, pretty much. You've got, um, you know, it's a game of cute woodland creatures but um, they're fighting and going to yeah um, kill, monsters kill monsters and attack each other's parties. <laughs> so it's a game that we've um, really enjoyed playing. It's a lot of fun. You know, sometimes on these on our podcast, if you um, have been paying any attention, we love giant games. You know, big epic games that take a couple of hours to play. And this is a great one because it's a it's a little smaller, you know. I, I think we typically play it in about thirty to forty-five minutes, right? Yeah, I think it can. It, I think it actually says so on the box. All right, so it holds with what the box says. That's great. Yeah. So you know, this is a great game. You can pull it out. You can play it pretty quickly. You can, you know, or if you're looking for a long gaming afternoon, you can play it a few times um, as you're going. So, um, you know, sit back, listen to a word from our sponsors, and we will be back to give you our review of Here to Slay by the creators of Unstable Unicorns. Play Cycles by Cat Lily Games, launching on Kickstarter September 14th. Cycles is a fast-paced strategy card game for ages 8 and up, based on the circle of life. To win, players must collect three complete hand-painted life cycles, Along the way, you can steal cycles and use special powers associated with each organism. The game comes with 52 cards, two token cards, and of course, a rules booklet. Visit www.catlily.com, that's C-A-T-L-I-L-L-I.com, for more information and a link to a playable version on Steam. Oscar, tell us a little bit about this game and then, you know, what the goal is of it. Well, you collect a party of adventurers with six different classes. Fighters, guardians, rangers, thieves, and bards. And you, there's two ways to win. If you kill three monsters 
Or if you get one, at least one hero of each class. Okay, so how are these heroes? What are they? How are they laid out in your or in your area? So you have your party leader, which is a big card that gives you a constant effect. Then you have, then you put your smaller cards, which are your normal heroes, right by it, and they can give you, they give you effects, and they also add your class. To your party leader's class, so you can get the six classes. Okay, so in the end, it's a card-based game. Mm -hmm. You're laying them down. You have a hand. You're um, handling it. And then through this, you're going to both fight, and you're also going to just collect party members. And defend if someone attacks you. Defending as well. So um, tell us a little bit about what these cards are, the look and feel of this game. Well, they're kind of cartoonish. But they're also a little bit like a painting cartoon. Okay, but they're. Uh, what, what would you describe the style as? Is it serious? Is it? It's not very serious. It's a cartoon. Okay, but they're really cute, right? Yeah, they're really cute. I had to say personal preferences. The names of the wizards. Okay, so you've got these cute cards that are these, um, you know, these cute little animals. They have these fun little names. So I'm just looking here. We have Greedy Cheeks, the um, hero bard, who is a squirrel. You have Hook, who's a hero who's a ranger and is a fox, because all the rangers are foxes. Yep, you've got, you know, we mentioned earlier um, the idea of unicorns. There are unicorns as well. There's like Wise Shield. Wise Shield is what I'm looking at right now, yeah. So you've got all... And then there's the wizard, wizards like Hopper. Yep. So it's cute. You know, they they they've got these cute little names that goes with um with or with who they are. Um, what are the different classes of animals? Um, so for fighters, they're all bears. Then you move on to guardians, who are unicorns. Rangers are foxes. Thieves are cats. Wizards are bunnies. And bards are squirrels. All right. So you've got each different class is a different type of woodland creature. Adorable, cute little things. Even the bears that are the big fighters, they're, they're super cute. You want to just squeeze them. So um, with that, what um, talk about the monsters then. So they're these big navy blue cards the size of your party leader. And, it, and then you on your turn, you can attack them. And then at, if you roll a certain range... You slay the monster, you roll a different range, the monster will fight back, and you'll have a negative effect. Then there's normally a kind of in-between range where nothing happens. But if you do slay them, then you get a powerful ability that'll be very helpful for the rest of the game. Okay, great. And so these cards, I think they're, you know, they're really nicely done. They're pretty thick. They have a nice finish on them. Um, and then... Each of these cards, as Oscar said, has some form of special ability that we'll describe a little bit more as we get into describing the gameplay. If you, when you're setting up the game, you shuffle all, a bunch of decks of cards, but after that, you just have to deal the cards, reveal some cards. The, after you shuffle, there's really not much you have to do. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, the... I will say the hero deck is, or not the hero deck, the main draw deck is big. 
it's a thick deck, so it can be a little bit challenging to shuffle all those cards, but it's not too bad. I've certainly played games with bigger decks. The other two decks are very small, easy to do. Um, all right, with that, so it's easy to set up. So then, Oscar, why don't you kind of talk through how this game's actually played? So you have on your turn, you have three action points. Some action, some actions take one, some take two, and one takes your entire turn. And you can draw cards, play cards, attack monsters, and just discard your hand and draw some cards. If you're just kind of stuck. Okay, so you can, um, you know, since this is a card game, you're managing your hand. Do you, um, is there any other ways to get cards or is it pretty much just on your turn you're drawing? Um, on your turn you're drawing. And then there's a few card effects I'm pretty sure allow you to draw cards. But normally you lose more cards than you draw. Okay, so there's not a lot, you know, this isn't the standard game where you're drawing at the beginning of a turn or anything. You can only draw if you use one of your three actions, right? Or all of your actions if you're discarding <laughs> your hand. Yeah, um, so then um, how do you play a hero? What does that mean? So when you play a hero, you take a card from your hand that's, I'm pretty sure it's labeled hero, then the class of the hero Pop of just put Barry Wise in front of me. It says Hero Fighter. Then you may roll, and then you get to use, and you don't have to. Then you get kind of a free action because you, then you're allowed to roll to try to get the ability of the hero. Okay, so on the card, every um, hero card, as you play it, it has a number, and then you have to roll. That or higher. higher. Okay, and then so an example of Barry Wise, what happens if you successfully make that roll? Then every other fighter, I mean, each other hero must discard a card. Then you get to choose one of the discarded cards and put it into your hand. Okay, so every all the other players suddenly discard a card. You get to pick one, you get it back, so you've got this free action. But you had to roll seven using two dice, right? Yeah. Okay, so what happens if... I don't want you to do that. Then you can play a card called a challenge card, which allows you to... So the challenger actually has an advantage because when they roll, if it's equal to or higher than the defender, then they get to... Then the defender has to discard whatever card they're play, playing and they don't get... Any, and then they just lose their action. You never regain actions. Okay, so... If Oscar played Barry Wise down, and I didn't like that, I can play a challenge if I have one in my hand, even though it's not my turn. I get to play that down, and then we both roll. It's kind of a duel, and then whoever wins gets it. So if I win, Oscar gets to go on and make that roll, um, hoping to get the effect. If he gets it, then... Uh, or if I get it, then he just discards it and doesn't get to play Barry Wise at all. It goes in the discard pile and it's gone. He doesn't even get to try next turn. Yeah, but there some people can have a clear advantage, though you don't see each other's hands, with modifier cards. Oh, tell me about modifier cards. So they don't cost any actions to play, and they can subtract from rolls or add to rolls, depending on what you want. So you can subtract... Let's say from the challenger's card or add to, from the challenger's role or add to your own role, depending on which which one is advantageous to 
your modifier. Okay, so you know, in this example, I Oscar plays down Barry Wise. I challenge him. I roll a five. Oscar rolls a seven. He's winning. But if I have a modifier in my deck, I can play down a plus three, and suddenly I'm at eight, and now I'm winning the challenge. But then I could play a minus four on Papa, and he'd be down to four while I'm still at seven. Okay, so this, it can go back and forth like this as we decide who we want to do. One of the cool things is other players can get in as well. So if, you know, I challenged it, and Oscar's modifying it, but... Um, his mom doesn't want him to do it either. She can join in and um, with the modifiers too. Or if Mama knows that knows that I'd be if I that Papa's ahead and I'd probably be going after Papa if I got the hero. But I might then she might help me so that I can attack Papa. Okay, so this is where the strategy comes in. You've got all these players figuring it out, trying to go and make it. But then again, after the challenge is over, if Oscar wins, he gets to play that card and go for the effect. And you may never challenge some a card twice. Okay, so you just get that one, and if you um, make it, you go. Okay, so um, those are the that's the big part. Um, what about? those effects that you use. So Barry Wise is down, you've played him, you got to use his effect, a turn goes around, do you just automatically get that effect again? No, you you have to spend an action point of your three action points to roll again for Barry Wise's ability. So if you want to use him again, you have to spend an action point to do so. Okay, so it all starts over again. Even though he's down, you don't get that free, you gotta keep going. All right, so besides the hero cards and then the dueling action we discussed with um, modifiers and challenge cards, what other types of cards are there? There's also the magic cards and the item cards. Okay, so what's a magic card do? So a magic card gives you gives the player a positive effect. I mean, some are powerful enough that the person has to normally discard some extra cards so you can get the magic card's effect. But normally, it's just a pretty positive effect. Okay, so I'm looking at Enchanted Spell. You get plus two to all of your rolls until the end of the turn. So if the if I have that in my hand, that might be the first card I play down, knowing that all my rolls for the rest of the turn, whether it's a challenge, whether it's just going for an effect, are going to be better. Yeah. And then there's the item cards, which can give either a negative or a positive effect. And then there's some cards that, depending on how you use them, could do either. Okay, so, you know, I'm looking at here one of the items, a particularly rusty coin. If you unsuccessfully roll to use the equipped hero's card's effect, draw a card. Yeah, but then there's the opposite of it, the suspiciously shiny coin, where if you successfully roll it, then you have to discard a card. Okay, so you use these cards by putting them onto your heroes, but I totally get why I would use the particularly rusty coin, because if I fail at a, um, an action, I get a card. Why would I put the shiny coin on anything if it's going to make me discard a card? Because you can put it on an enemy's hero, and if there's a hero that you know is powerful, then you could put it on that en- the enemy's hero, and then that just discourages the enemy from ever using that hero. There you go. So you can your your you, these cursed items go to other players. So that those are the types of cards. Those are all take one action point. So you get to do up to three of those as well as draw, drawing. 
We keep talking about attacking monsters. How's that work? So you have to spend two action points. So that's most of your turn. And then they have a nine. When I'm looking at the corrupted saber tooth, you have you have to have three of any type of hero. If you get nine plus, you kill the corrupted saber tooth and you draw a card. That's very rare, but that can happen. And then there's the six minus where you have to sacrifice a hero, which means that you lose one of your heroes. Okay, so you've got the corrupted saber tooth. You decide to go after him. You have to have a certain number of heroes already played down to be able to even do this. And then again, we go into that dueling um, mode where you know if Oscar's going at, it, he's going to roll. If he rolls a nine, I get to decide what I want to do, and I can even try to get cause a bad enough effect that or um, negative for him that he is going to have to discard a, one of his active heroes that he's already played. Yeah, but one of the my favorite monster cards is Dracos, and it's actually swapped around. Five minus you slay the monster, like seven plus you have to sacrifice a hero card. <laughs> so everything has a way of doing it, and then if you're successful, if Oscar's successful, he gets the benefit of... Um, each time you would destroy a hero card, you may steal that hero card instead. So instead, which is of, a whole lot better. So um, you know, if I or if he had this, if he um, had one of these things or, or a, a magic card that would allow him to destroy one of my heroes, or one of the um, character's abilities would destroy my hero, he gets to steal it instead and put it in his own active place. So with that. It's not it's not too complex of a game. You can get this method rolling pretty quick. You only have a few actions you can take. Um, you're able to move pretty quickly, learn what the different cards do, and get up and running with this game very quickly. Um, one thing I'll say that can become co or complex is that you will have these different abilities laying down. Um, so you know, Oscar has to remember that if he's going to destroy a card, he could um, steal it as, instead if he has taken the corrupted saber tooth. And if you ever forget something, there's no going back. It, I think it actually says so in the rules. Yeah. So if you forgot that, you can't say, oh, I'm sorry, I when I destroyed Barry Wise, I meant to steal him instead. You, you just can't do that. Yep. So you have to be real careful, make sure that you're paying attention. So that can add a layer of complexity to the game. All right, Oscar. So obviously this is a game of dueling, competing. How much trouble does it cause for a family? Um, if someone feels kind of targeted, which normally happens if they're ahead, then or even if they're just getting kind of lucky, then they're going to get frustrated and angry. But other than that, there's, you never it's accepted as kind of part of the game, at least at here. So... Normally, there's not a whole lot of family strife, but sometimes someone can feel targeted. Yeah, so, you know, I, uh, thinking of a, the game we played, you know, it, um, we played a game just before uh, we started recording this to make sure it was fresh in our mind. It was a two-player game, and Oscar said at one point, he was ready to say, why am I being targeted? And then he realized, well, of course he's being targeted. There's only one other player. There's only one person to target. But in a great game of more players, if somebody feels ganged up on, that can be super frustrating. So, you know, we try to, you know, our rules are always, it should be, you should be going after somebody because it makes sense to the game. And I generally live by a motto of don't go up to five heroes. 
until you have the sixth. So, you know, again, you need those six heroes to win. So if you're going up to a certain number of heroes, you're going to be, um, you're, you're clearly going to be targeted. You're setting yourself up for target because you look like you're about to win. Um, for a number of players, this game does work for two to three players. You know, when we bought it, as we always say on our podcast, there's three of us and that's generally how we play. I'll be honest, for two to three players, it's not the greatest game. It's a little too quick. It's There's not enough going on, in our opinion. Yeah, but I... But for four, five, or even six players, it's amazing. And no one, and almost never does someone feel targeted. Yep. So we've um, really taken to playing this on, um, with grandparents on um, Sunday meal night. So, you know, we get together, have a meal, and then we play a quick game because, again, it's only 30 minutes. We can um, play, the, or 30 to 45 minutes, we can play this game before we go. But that way, we've got a um, critical mass of five players, and it's a whole lot of fun. We do sleeve these cards. Um, we've, you know, you're handling them a lot, so we've sleeved them all up. We um, actually have not yet sleeved the um, monsters mo- and party leaders. Monsters and party leaders. It's not as important for those. You're not handling them quite as much, but I did just buy some sleeves that will be coming in a few days so that we can get those protected as also, well. Also, they're not standard size cards, so it's a bit harder to get sleeves for them. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit bigger, but they, those cards are those are available. Are there any expansions for this yet? Yes, there is one Warriors and Druids expansion, but we haven't bought that yet. So we don't know how that play feels and if that's a good expansion or it's just one of those expansions that just kind of feels like it weighs down the game. Yeah, so we don't really know yet, but um, we'll probably try it out at some point here and um, give you a review of that down the road. In the end, Oscar, should people play this game? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'd say if you're regularly having five or six people, four to five, six people around, and you want a game that's a little quicker, this is a fantastic one to pull out. You just got the cards, you're ready to go. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for our review of Here to Slay by the creators of Unstable Unicorns. Please make sure that you are um, checking out this game and all the other reviews we had at our website. BoardWithFamilyGames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And there you can also find some of the things we love to play with um, and sleeves, all that stuff that we keep talking about in our podcast. Um, Make sure that you're reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting this. Um, That helps us grow. And please follow us on those sites as well as Twitter, Facebook, and um, get more information about the games that we love to play. So um, join us in a couple weeks. We'll bring you another great game. But for now, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. Bye.